county line She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool She's a socialist of the highest degree I'm a communist her mother hates me You're an anarchist You don't want anything from me I'm a Satanist At least that's what I think I might be At least that's what I think I might be Alright, we're, uh, we're rolling That's Vix That's Asher And this, this is, is Speak of the Devil! Yay! <laughs> uh, yes, the podcast where we update whenever we feel like it. Because it's 2020 and the world is hack. And also, in our defense, we do have a whole ass church that we are running that we didn't have when we started this podcast. Yes. And that does take some work. It does take some work. Um, In fact, recently, I've realized that I can't keep calling us a small church. Yep. Because on the scale of congregation sizes, we really ain't that small. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, I have been thinking, though, and maybe I should have said this before we were, you know, rolling, but... That's fine. I'll just sort of commit us to it without consulting you first. Uh, (laughs) Don't look so scared. I have been thinking that maybe we should, um, for sort of in-between episodes, we could record some of our sermons and homilies that we've been giving. Yeah, because I imagine that That our listeners might like to hear that. Good content. Yes, indeed. Um, So... Today, we're not bringing you good content. No, we're bringing you some... I don't know. Is it good? It's... Is it bad? Is it evil? It's complicated. Is it beyond good and evil? I think that it might be beyond good and evil. Okay. So, yeah, we... uh, It's the apocalypse. So, instead of talking about relevant and helpful and... um, Theologically profound themes. We've decided to talk about pop culture magic, and especially pop culture magic that is particularly dear to our heart. Uh, Specifically, Storm Constantine's Wraithu series, spelled W-R-A-E-T-H-T-H-U. Truly... The best spelling. <laughs> it's it's a series. How does one even begin to explain this beauteousness? Now, first of all, I guess I want to say we are huge fans of this series. We love it. Yep. We also are going to roast it mercilessly. Because we're bitchy gays. And also because it is objectively really funny to roast I feel a little guilty because author Storm Constantine is an absolutely lovely person. Sweet as pie. Just 
she publishes people's fan fiction and extremely generously calls it shared universe fiction. She is so nice. Seriously. Yeah. Um, so this is a series. It's, it's a funny thing. It's a fandom that I guess used to be quite big. Yeah. In like the goth scene of the like nineties, nineties, early two thousands. And it's kind of fallen by the wayside. Yep. Which is fascinating because I think in a lot of ways this weird fucking fantasy series is more relevant than it's ever been. Yes. Um, in ways that are almost uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the Raytheon universe is so weird and absurd. Yeah. That the idea that it would ever become relevant is both hilarious and terrifying yeah how do we how do we explain vix okay so in the Raythu universe the earth kind of just just decides to go very like kill all humans with like a bunch of natural disasters wars plagues Mm -hmm. you know the year 2020 basically yeah um and during this period of utter chaos, uh, a, a group of mutants arrives, except they're... How to explain? Okay. So, basically, a new species arises. Yes. And it is a species of, essentially, um, you need to picture, like, a cross between pretty, like, 80s glam metal or goth dudes. Yeah. And just straight up be shonen. Yeah. Just total anime guys. Yep. But they are all physically androgynous. Yes. They have dicks and vaginas, essentially. They have pretentious names for them. Yes, which we and will get to. also their genitalia kind of look like flowers or sea anemones or something. And they change color. Don't forget that they change color. It I... might be bioluminescent. Yeah. It, it's a lot. So God. basically, physically androgynous, like, anime dudes who can... Reproduce with each other. They lay eggs. They're yeah, not... Yeah, yes. They have ceased to technically be mammals because they do not give milk. And they lay eggs. Yeah. Well, are they kind of like a platypus? Well, no, platypuses give milk. They're, <sighs> I think they're technically mammals still. So weird. So, yeah. So, yeah, Raythu. They're, um, they're these technically non-mammalian... Uh, sexy anime boys. Yeah, like sexy twinks. Um, they're referred to as Raythu, um, or Hara, which is the plural. Yep, and the singular is Har. Yeah. Hardy Har Har. You love me anyway. I do love you anyway. Um, and yeah, they kind of come and take over the world. But let's not forget how at first they spread. Well, at first they spread basically by kind of being vampires. Yeah, they... They, like, give their blood to humans, and at first it has to be, like, AMAB humans for some reason. Yep. And then later it can also happen to AFAB humans, and we don't know why. 
probably because Storm Constantine changed her mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, cut themselves and they cut you and you bleed together and, yep. um, very vampire style. And then you go through this horrible sort of molting process where over you... several days where your body kind of like rots and regenerates. Yep. And you come out as a perfect, shining, gorgeous, superhuman, divine, androgene, anime, twink member of Motley Crue. Yes. Um, and then to make sure that this transformation sticks, they have to fuck you. Yep. Or at least one of them does. Well, one of them has to fuck you. Yep. If all of them had to fuck you, then that'd be one of my sex fantasies, and we don't need to talk about that right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. So they're, like, sexy, androgynous yep. vampires. Oh, also, they need to have sex, like, regularly, or they, like, start to go... A little crazy? Yeah, like, little... it's like a physical need for them. Yeah. So they're kind of like sex vampires. Yeah, they're with each other, not humans. They can't have sex with humans. That's true. Because if they do, then the human dies. Yes. You have to you have to do the blood thing first before they bone you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're also like pretty close to immortal and don't age. At least not like we do. Yeah. Yeah. When they when they get really old, they start just becoming like transparent and like As... fading onto the astral plane. Yep. <laughs> So, as you're probably getting, these books are very gay, very goth, very silly. And so much. But so much fun. So much fun. And also, Storm Constantine is a very legit occultist. Yes. Uh, Reiki Master, clearly, um, I've spoken to her a bit, conversant with Thelema, Theosophy... Yeah. Um, there's sort of arguably misappropriated stuff from Hinduism sprinkled throughout the books. Yep. But in a way that, like, you can tell that she kind of knows what she's talking about, at least with it. Yeah, and she knows a fair bit about alchemy. And uh, yeah, quite a bit about alchemy. Yeah, and some there's Kabbalism in there. Yeah. Um... There's a lot. I always kind of, I don't actually know this. I always kind of suspect that she's more of a Blavatsky stan than anything else, just based on, like, what's in the books. Maybe. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if I get to have another email exchange with her, I'll ask her. Um, Yeah, so basically you've got, like, post-apocalyptic mad max-esque like sexy twinks motley crew music video sexy twinks doing sex magic with each other yep sex magic is a big part of these books at one point there there's a, a jizz nuke yeah they um they basically fight two world wars that are one using sex magic yep. in one way or another you solve everything with sex magic in the yep. fucking Raythu books. Literally everything. Yeah. Like, um, you're, you're sick or injured. Sex, sex magic. magic. Um, there are, like, Raythu Nazis. 
sex magic, and you can kill them all. Yeah, it's just... Anything that... Oh, yeah, um, Zoom calls? Sex magic. We're not joking. Um, I don't think we can explain that one yet. Without spoilers? But literally, like, there's a way to use sex magic to basically, like, astrally have a Zoom call that's kind of located in your uterus. Yeah. That is collectively everyone's uterus. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very weird. But yes. Um, so yeah, for all your angsty, super gay, um, super trans and genderqueer... Occult weirdness. There are the Raythu books. And furthermore... Yep. I just want to mention this, even though I think we should probably talk about the novels for a bit first. Yeah. Um, not only are the novels themselves occulty as shit. Yep. Storm Constantine went ahead and created a system of pop culture chaos magic based on the system of magic in her books. Yep. Um, and published three grimoires of it. Yes. And, um, I am absolutely working from one of them right now. Yep, there are a system <laughs> of deities. Um, there's a lot of sigils that yep. are actually quite handy. Um, most notably to initiate into the system. Yeah. You sort of ritually, astrally, guided, meditationly, um, go through the process of inception. Which is the thing where they give you the blood. and They you, give you the blood. And, and then, you rot, and then you are super hot. And then you get fucked, yeah. Yeah. The process of becoming Raythu. Yep. Um, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I just find it absolutely delightful that Storm Constantine is who she is. Yes. An individual who changed her name to Storm Constantine. Yep. For one thing. Um looks exactly like the 90s goth that you expect her to look like. Yep. Based on that. Um, just, like, went ahead and made a whole grimoire system out of her many, many wacky novels. Yes. Um, she also has her own press now. Yep. Called the Manian Press. Which has, as part of it, an occult nonfiction imprint yes. called Megalithica Books. And their catalog is quite impressive, yes. I have to say. So if you're interested in that, yeah. also her many, many other novels, which are also interesting and weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, we stand. We cannot help but stand. Yeah, no, I have kind of described her as the anti-J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Because, like... Everyone comes back to get a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Unlike J.K. Rowling, who, like, kills everyone you love instantly. And she's supportive of trans people. Exactly. That was the other important thing I was going to mention, yeah. Yeah, no, I figured that was the other thing you were going to say. Totally. If you're, like, in... If you were a Potter fan and you're feeling sad right now, just just go read the Raythu books. They Here. will give you a magical, beautiful world to be a part of. They... You, instead of saying what house you are, you could, I don't know, say what Raythu tribe you are. Yeah. 
Exactly. Um, you could even fucking initiate through the grimoire. Yeah. And say with a certain type of truthfulness what caste level you're at in your magical progression. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is totally our way to tie this into, like, current cultural relevance right now, isn't it? Yeah. The anti-J.K. Rowling. But also, I've literally thought that for years. Even before J.K. Rowling came out as a turf, I was Mm -hmm. like, she's the opposite of J.K. Rowling because everyone gets a fucking happy ending. Yeah. It really is cute. Literally characters that you barely remember they exist. Will pop up again. Just to, like, get hitched with another character that you barely remember Remember and have, like, a very happy and fulfilling life. Because she clearly fucking loves all of her characters, even the ones who don't deserve it. Yep. So much. So much. It's really cute. Yeah, and, um, I mean, the books were being written in, like, the the late 70s. Uh, late 80s. Late 80s? Okay. She'd started the universe by the late 70s. Okay, that's what I meant. The book came out in the late 80s. Yeah. Um, Um, so... Gender language was... Not what it is. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, this... uh, Presumably cis author, I'll just leave it at that. um, Yes. Writing sort of speculative fiction about different types of gender... Yep. Did her best. Um, But... You know, the older books are a product of their time. Um, And there's some weird things in them, like all of the Hara are supposedly neither male nor female. But they all use he pronouns. Because apparently Storm felt that that was a more... Gender neutral pronoun at the time. Which is kind of fucked, because male is kind of treated as the default yeah category and yeah um but you know now she's very much come out in support of people writing you know the shared universe fiction using they pronouns for hara um there's a story in one of the short story collections about uh har who's a trans woman yeah um like in her interviews she's definitely talked about how she really, like, supports and is excited by just the rise of non-binary identities. Yeah, no, and... And sees, like... Yeah. Never expected to be quite as prophetic as she was. Yep, and is really happy about it. It's very cute and nice. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, and the evil... The evil Hara, who are kind of Nazis, mm-hmm. try to reinstitute gender roles. Yeah, that is a really big part of the conflict of the books. Um, because they're... I mean, let, let's get into the novels okay. a little bit. Yeah. Because definitely the conceit at the beginning is like, oh, Raithu are so beautiful and perfect and evolved and enlightened yep. and magical and they're beyond gender. Yep. But Storm Constantine is obviously smart enough to trouble that notion, like, right away. Yep. Um, and, like, 
question like what happens in times of chaos mm-hmm. what happens in times of fear like i think that the backstory she gives the major villain yeah um the backstory she gives the major villain who was a horror who uh basically becomes a nazi and spends a very long time completely rejecting his feminine side yep and basically just like being a dude as much as possible yep um yeah there was there was sexual assault uh that he suffered in the backstory and yeah um and it's written and handled in some ways it's actually done pretty well yeah. I'd say Storm Constantine has kind of a mixed track record on handling... In sexual assault? Um, in fiction? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you might want to be a little careful with these books if that is a large trigger for you. Um, the yes. way I feel about a lot of the less well-handled moments yes. of that is that they're often sort of done poorly in a way that I can't even take seriously or be triggered by. Yeah. It's very like, oh no, I'm being ravished by sexy pirates, kind of like. Yeah, very much. (laughs) Which is, to me, more funny than anything. Yes. Um, (laughs) Um, I'm terrible. But yes, there's a bit of that. Yeah. Um, I would say that her handling of... Disability is mixed. And her handling of race is... Uh, and this is definitely... Look. Absolutely exactly the kind of author who will and does use the G-slur for Romani people as just, like, a description of a free-spirited nomad. Yep. Um, so that's annoying as shit. It is. Admittedly. Um, there's definitely, like, a lot to problematize. Yes. In the novels, but at the same time, um... There's also a lot to love. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, it's kind of this trans, non-binary power fantasy. Very much so. Like, part of what really seduces me about it is the idea of the world being just, like, totally taken over by essentially, like... Yeah. Non-binary occultists. Yeah. Um, not that I would actually want that, that but... The fantasy when you've lived, when you've lived, like, I mean... When you've been very marginalized. Is, it's a nice fantasy. Yeah. And... Imagining being the ones with the power... Yeah. Is kind of comforting. Um, Also, just to clarify, neither of us identify as non-binary. That is true. Although... We do identify as... As horror, which is embarrassing but just unavoidable or just like oh that's a little bit us it's a lot me i mean same yeah and one thing i will also say is i feel like it tends to be a like it feels more the more of a femme trans guy type person you are the more likely you are to love this shit yeah um i feel like trans 
femme, like trans woman type yeah. people um, often seem to have more mixed or negative feelings about it. Yes. Um, because for a lot of the series, it kind of does feel like it's all just femboys. Yeah. And, like, the... Can we call this episode post-apocalyptic femboy hooters? Yes! <laughs> it's basically just, like, in a world where femboy hooters... Is the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eventually... You get some... These, uh, this other sort of species of mutation turns up called Comagrian. Yeah, and they're para they're parage paraja. Yeah, that's the singular and the plural. Yeah. Um show up and they're kind of like Raithu but with titties. Basically. And they are sterile. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting move. Um Yeah. They kind of come across as like and I, I feel like Storm doesn't actually, like, Storm has said people don't get that the Hara are both. Yeah. Because people have criticized her books for seeming misogynist and seeming to have, like, deleted yeah. women. Yeah. But she doesn't look at it that way. Yeah. On the other hand, based on the way that it's written, it is really easy to be like, yeah, Raythu were, like, the femme gay boys... And Comagrian are, like, the cottagecore lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> Who live in a monastery in Tibet. Pretty much. They're they're basically just, like, a race of Helena Blavatsky. But hot. Yeah. Super hot Helena Blavatsky. Look. Don't yuck people's yum. We may have listeners who think that Helena Blavatsky was just, like, the tastiest. True. I... I guess what I mean is hot by, like... Conventionally hot. Yeah, conventionally hot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, actually, Helena Blavatsky was, in some ways, quite conventionally attractive when young. Yeah, that's true. We just usually see the, like, weird, uncanny, sort of, like, frog-eye stare pictures. From looking way too deep into the abyss. Well, oh God, we should probably do an episode on Bovatsky at some Yes, point, we should. Just because she's fun and it would be an excuse for you to do your imitation. Yes. What I was k- kind of getting to a little while ago, I feel like the arc of the series is all about, like, it starts with this idea that, like, oh, Raythu are perfect and so evolved and so, you know. Yeah. And... It's all about them, like, trying to actually live up to that. Yeah. Through, like, a lot of growing pains and, like, rebuilding a world that has completely collapsed in the apocalypse, pretty yep. much. Um, and it does come across uncannily like a climate apocalypse. It really does. It's, it's just, like, lots of natural disasters and... Disease and... Yeah. Actually, I believe... Uh, certain parts of the world have become uninhabitable due to heat. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's another reason why it's actually a weirdly reassuring fantasy, though. Yeah. Is because not only is it this, like, 
trans, like, femboy, hooters, occultist power yeah. fantasy. It's that taking place after climate apocalypse. Yeah. And the denizens of the femboy hooters are just thriving for some reason. Yep, thriving. Oh, also, so sometimes Hara will have Kamagrian as a baby. It'll just happen. Oh, yeah, that's true, because Kamagrian are sterile, so... Yeah, Kamagrian, they're either incepted or they just, like, one in, like, a hundred Raithu births. It's just like, oh, it's a parage! Yep. Now, another really big part of the series that is one of the reasons that I... Yeah. find it compelling as a Satanist. Yes. Is um God is just kind of hanging out being a dick. Yeah. So essentially there's an this is a mildly spoilery, I guess. Yeah. There's an entity called the Agama. Yeah. Which is a sort of misappropriated term from Hinduism. But anyway, it means something different in the Raithuverse. Yep. It's a term for the first Har. Yep. The um sort of inceptor of all Hara, the progenitor. Yep. Um and this is their god. Yep. And is for much of the series a living individual. Yep. I'm not gonna say who, but this uh living individual who is God yeah, is kind of just hanging out, being a far too powerful and far too meddling asshole Yep, <laughs> for much of the series. Yep. He sucks. And um, eventually a certain Luciferian anti-hero yep. basically just murders him. And it's great. And it is the most beautiful thing yep. I've ever read. Um, yeah. And, like, not to get too, too spoilery, but, like, they continue to fight for, like, greater access to knowledge than, like, certain other forces think they're supposed to have. Yeah, that's true. There's a, there's a lot, as the series continues, you find out that there's all these fucking, like, weird cosmic forces at play that, like, maybe made them as some kind of experiment or something. Yeah. Which is a little bit, uh, ancient aliens, woo, slash the film Prometheus. Yep. But, you know, okay, whatever. But... Um, but they will, they fucking fight them. Yeah, they, they, the, the horror fight against these, like, weird primeval manipulating forces that yeah. are trying to control their destiny. Um, yep. so yeah, it's a, a continuous struggle for independence and self-actualization, really. Yeah. Which is pretty satanic in my book. Yeah, I know, it's pretty cool. Although in a lot of ways it's fairly right-hand path occultism. Oh, yeah. Um... There's definitely, like... A lot of, like... Luciferian elements at the same time. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it's a mixed... It's a very mixed bag. Yeah. But what what is great in there is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And so much fun and so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, 
There are some truly lovable characters in there. Let's talk about characters. All right. Let's talk about who we love and who we hate. All right. So some of our favorite characters are... Cal. Yep, who is a cowboy. And, and like, well, he, he's not supposed to be literally a cowboy, but a lot of the action of these books really feels like a Western. Yep. And Cal is just always kind of, like, blowing into town in, like, a long, like, dusty black coat, like, smoking a cigarette, yep. riding an exhausted pony, and then, like, kind of yep. moving on. Exactly. Like, he, he's he's a fucking cowboy. He's a goth cowboy. He's a goth cowboy who's a bottom a lot. He is a power bottom. Yeah, it's really funny. And a huge slut. And everyone is always falling in love with him. Because he's great. Yep. And, and hilarious. is arguably the true hero of the series. Yep. And then there's the fake hero of the series, unfortunately. Yep. Palaz. I'm not really sure what happened with Palaz. Because, as we've said, Storm Constantine is a very nice lady. Yep. And is capable of writing characters who are nice people. Palaz is not. Palaz is, like, objectively horrible. And I feel like Storm does not realize this and has huge affection for him. Yeah. And I do not know why. He's always being, like, unnecessarily cruel to people. And whining. Yeah. Those are his major characters. And being an abuse apologist and an abuser. Yep. Um, he is Latinx, or Latine, I've been told is better. Yep. Um... Which is cool, we guess. Yep. It's not, like, written the best it could be, partly because Storm is from England and, and doesn't really understand Mexico that well. Yep. Um, but he's Mexican, yeah. And his siblings are cool. His siblings are really cool. Um, he, it's sort of originally a family of, like sharecroppers or yeah some kind of like messed up um sort of semi or totally indentured farm labor situation situation so yeah it's kind of cool that the main character comes from that sort of background yeah um but unfortunately he's just an ass yeah he is basically the ultimate mopey goth boy yep um Mopey and, like, addicted to people, and then, like, sad. Yeah. He has he has the personality of a Smiths song. Oh, my God. Probably specifically Big Mouth Strikes Again. Yes. Because that's one of the most, like, abusive but self-hating at the same time. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, so, I guess, like, he's also such a Mary Sue because yeah. he is the most beautiful, the most desirable, the most kind and smart. And let's remember this is already kind of an entire race of Mary Sues. Yep. Like they're already gorgeous, magical, yep. basically unkillable. And then Palaz is like the most special. Yep. Um, he literally sparkles for a while. Oh god. Yeah, he's a sparkly sex vampire. Um 
But yeah, and also one of those characters who was supposedly so great, but you never really see it. Yeah. It's just all the other characters are constantly saying how special they are for no reason. Yep. Which to me is the true hallmark of a Mary Sue. Yep. Um, who else do we love? We Cobweb. Lo- Cobweb is the best. Cobweb is a witch who's married to a shitty warlord. But Cobweb is like ultimate witch, ultimate mommy. Yep. Ultimate like how do I put it? Like grand old queen who has been wronged and like maintains his dignity through all. Yes. Exactly. Like, stately. Stately. Yeah. Glorious. And total mommy energy. Yeah. Big mommy energy. Yep. Um, Which, by the way, uh, a har who bears harlings is called a hostling. Yep. Not a mommy. Yep. But. Fathers are still just called fathers. Yeah. It's, whatever. Yeah. I think it's dumb. A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> also, like, what do you. Do you call your parents, like, father and hostling? Are you, like, hosty? Yeah. Hosty? Can I have a cookie? I don't like that. No, I don't like it either. I feel like they mostly... They just call their parents by name. Yeah, which Which, is a little weird. I don't like that. Yeah, because Cobweb's little harling Swift is always just calling him Cobweb. Yep. That's... Okay, one thing that we need to hand to Storm Constantine... She is fantastic at writing kids. Yep. Um, like, I think we all know that a lot of people write kids in a really annoying fashion. Yep. But, um, Harlings... Are adorable. And, like... Written as, like, these curious, interested, precious, sweet babies that we love. But, like... I don't I don't know quite how to describe well, okay. it. It like their their perspective always seems very genuinely childlike. Yes. And like they're very smart, they're very precocious. But they're but they're kids. They're kids. And also like yeah. when she writes teenage horror. Oh god. They have the most amazing mix of dumbass teenage girl and dumbass teenage boy energy. It is really intense and really funny. Like and pitch perfect. Yeah, just like the sneaking out to like get drunk with older boys but then also getting in a fist fight. Yeah, it's just It's ah, it's yeah. perfect. And the the like you don't understand me, temper tantrums, just, it's yeah. It's so The good. angst. So good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, honestly, like, almost every single character who was introduced initially as a Harling is, is just, like, very special to me because... They're so lovable! Yeah. Like, Swift. Swift is a joy and a delight. And then Moon is even more of a joy and a delight. Yep, Moon is so good. And then... There's... Darkiel, which is admittedly the stupidest name in the universe. And it's spelled D-A-R-Q-U-E-I-L. Which is... I-E-L? I don't know. I-E-L, yes. Which is bad. And unfortunate, because Darkiel 
is the best. Is my other favorite character. He is... It's Cal and Darkiel are my top two. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. He's good. He questions things. And is... Well, one thing you need to understand is that we like to read these aloud to each other. Yes. And Vix does very good accents. So all the characters have voices. Yes. And so Darkiel, in my mind, will forever be an adorable little Russian child as well. Yes. Because he was raised in... It was probably actually Germany, but I didn't want to give him a German accent. No, I think it's maybe not Russia, but it's Eastern Europe. Okay. Because I, I looked at a map, and okay. it's, it's east of Omegabra, which is like Italy or yeah. Greece. Yeah. So. Okay, well. So. Yeah. He might actually be Eastern European. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, yeah. So, he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's adorable. He's super weird. And it's excellent. I feel like he is... Like, the little horror who was on the spectrum. Yes. Like, he's just a little different from most other horror in the way that he thinks. Yep. And is, like, a little bit, like, hyper-logical. Yep, and is like, I don't understand why that should be. Like, why is everyone else weird? <laughs> it's yep. great. It's adorable and delightful. Yeah. Uh, there's also Sweet Baby Angle Loki. Loki is, like, basically, like, a cross between the little prince and, like, some kind of little fairy tale princess. Yeah, very much. Honestly. Yeah. Even ends up, like, on some weird planet. planet. <laughs> and, yeah, honestly, a little bit like the little princess, too, funnily enough, because, like, ends up, like, stripped of his... His, privileges yes. for a while. Yeah, okay, Loki's literally just the little prince crossed <laughs> with the little princess. <laughs> and it's adorable. He yeah. is very sweet and lovable and just good. And then, you know, there's characters we don't love so much. Like Leanvis, who's basically like Rathu Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. Hate him. Both in the like Child molesting, and also in the, like, stays friends with people in positions of power. Yep. Hate him. Uh, there's Terzian, who is basically a Nazi. There's Ponclast. Who is a Nazi who gets a hell of a weird redemption arc. Yeah, very weird redemption arc. I'm... That's another thing. Like, Storm is going to give everyone a redemption arc if she can yep because fundamentally she is just too sweet yeah no she <laughs> cannot bear to give an unhappy ending yeah to yeah. a character we know yeah. well at all yeah like when people die it's like people you barely know and then like half the time they end up not being actually dead anyway yep <laughs> like yeah, there's a lot of, like... I thought you were dead. Yep, and then they're not, and they get a happy ending. Yeah. Oh, there's also people being, like, sort of brought back to life. Yeah. Through, like, sex with God. Yeah. I don't know. 
which kind of implies that God is fucking a dead person, but it's not like the corpse. It's like the soul on the astral. I don't know. It's very weird. It's bad. <laughs> but, yeah, so that happens. Yeah. So, wacky hijinks all around. Yep. And there's, like... Yeah. I don't know. In terms of vibes, there's, like, this combination of, like, Mad Max post-apocalyptic slash, like, weird western slash, like... Tolkien High Elf. Tolkien High Elf. Yeah, the the Geleming, um, who what? end up being sort of, like, the dominant tribe. Yep. Are basically Tolkien high elves, so therefore they suck. And are colonialist as fuck. And yeah. Fuck them. Um, yeah. First, I, I think we're supposed to like them. But I don't. Yeah, they're fucking annoying. Fuck them. Yeah. Yep. Um, officious goddamn. Gelliming, which it turns out it's, we're supposed to pronounce it Gelliming, aren't we? Yeah, at least according to the RPG book, which may or may not be canon. Oh, yeah. There was also an RPG. Which you, it's very bad. Look, if you found this in, like, um, the iTunes, like, podcast store. You will. Just search for Raythu and, like, the other thing you'll find, I think, is just people roasting the RPG. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's, the, the book is a real fun read, let me just say that. But it's just not very functional as a game it's not very functional as a game and also for a lot of people i feel like given that they're beautiful mary sue fuck twinks uh-huh i feel like it wouldn't make for a great rpg experience for most people yeah i kind of can't tell if the rpg is really as bad as people say it is or if like a lot of tabletop gamers are homophobic uh well or both. one of the reviews actually was by dice scum okay Di- it's a pun on dice scum okay uh and they talked about how problematic it is okay well i mean yeah that too yeah anyway yep the thing about all this Yes. Is that you genuinely can pull a very functional pop culture chaos magic system out of it. And the way that Storm Constantine wrote Grimoire de Hara, which comes in three volumes, is so that it can all be done solo using essentially visualization yeah astral meditation type techniques yep um but also you don't have to do that you don't have to do it that way not that we're recommending doing it our way well yeah i mean i think that storm constantine wrote the grimoire that way because she is a responsible person who is not going to advocate doing weird sex magic and blood magic yep. to everyone. Um, yep. On the other hand... If you're us and do that stuff anyway. You could go ahead and do your Inception ritual in a little bit more of a, a literal and physical way. Yep. And that works great, too. Yep. Um, 
I've really been, I've been playing with uh, the Grimoire for mm-hmm. probably about a month now. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not very far into it because I'm also taking my time. Yeah. Um, so I've pretty much played with the first two yeah. levels, which are Ara and Neoma. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm finding the sigils... Yeah. And the meditation techniques to be actually super fucking powerful. Nice. I should mess with it more. You should. Um, the sigils are a little fiddly to remember. Uh-huh. Um, because they're they're not, like, the simplest sigils in the world. I can probably draw them on a piece of paper and peek. Yeah. Um, and you're supposed to, like, draw them in the air a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty good at memorizing that kind of thing. Yeah. And they are at least designed to be, like, to flow well as you're drawing them. Yeah. So it's not, like... Like, have you ever tried to just draw the sigil of Lucifer in the air? Yeah. It's a little ungainly for that purpose. Yeah. Whereas drawing a pentagram in the air, you can do it in all one motion. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm liking that a lot. Um, They're... Are deities yep. called Dahara. Yep. Who in the books kind of get invented through a very chaos magic y way. Yep. Like the Hara basically invent their gods. Yep. Which is kinda cool. Yeah, no, like Ahar gets like really fucked up on mushrooms. And like invents the gods. Yep. Without really planning to. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, but I'm not personally a big fan of the Pantheon. Yeah, no. Like, I'm not... They're I'm not... I'm not planning to... Work with them, really? Yeah. Um, I have noticed that certain demons are quite okay with appearing in har form. Yep. Um... For me, primarily, that's been Lucifer, Payman, and Astaroth. Yep. And that Aggie should... for me as well. Interesting. Makes sense. Yep. There's absolutely no reason why any of those would be a surprise. Yep. Belial's also done that with me. Interesting. Yeah. I honestly, I think I feel like Belial gives me more Comagrian vibes. I can see Belial having that side. I think Belial presents very cottage core to me. <laughs> That's fair. Oh my god, I'm such trash. What am I even saying? Belial presents both weirdly Wizard of Oz and Mad Max to me. Okay, that works too. Yep. So I don't know. Do you have more thoughts? I mean, I know we can have thoughts and feelings on this series for, forever. For so forever. I love. Eula May a lot. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention Eula May. Who has snake hair. Basically. Except it's not actually snakes, but it is prehensile. His, his hair, like, acts like snakes. It's it, great. like, moves around independently. Whatever. And he's from New England. Which is weird. Yeah, all the all the Hara from New England are, like, snake Hara for some reason. Yep. Which is kind of fucking random as hell. Yep. I don't think, like... I don't think of New England wildlife and think snakes. No. It's, yeah, definitely lots of snakes. It's super weird. Yeah. Um, and also, like, London got sucked into another dimension in this universe. 
Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the Raithu tribes are a little bit ridiculous. They're I mean, r- you've got, like, the snake hara, you've got the cat hara. Yep. You have basically the horse The Russian girl. cat hara. Yes, the, the unimpressed Russian cat hara. Yep, there is the entire tribe of horse girls. Yes. Um, there is, God, the, like... The witches from England, like Cobweb. Yep, the English witches, um... I mean, my personal favorite, even though they're hashtag problematic... Yeah. ...is always going to be the Weejena, yep. which is the original tribe. And, and they're basically just, like, Mad Max punks. Yeah, they're... <laughs> they're ultra-violent. Super beautiful. Well, they're all super beautiful. I know, I, but just, like... I was going to say that they're, like, super beautiful gutter punks. Yeah, basically. And they're ultra-violent and yeah. wreak havoc and sort of party in the ruins of civilization. And are fun. Yes. But also do a lot of fucked up shit. Yes. Um. I mentioned ultra-violent, did I not? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just reiterating, dear. Um, so yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so I don't get cancelled for being a Weegenist stan. Oh my god, I love you. I love you too. Um, yeah, so that all exists um and you should read it and we should probably shut up because we're at about the hour hun <laughs> yep i know <laughs> though do remember i always end up editing down okay. but anyway um i think i have a backward satanic message oh yeah what is it no I have another backwards satanic message that will only be funny to us. Okay. As all of them are, because they're fucking backwards. Yeah. Oh my god, you <laughs> fucking monster. Okay, this has been, allegedly, Speak of, of the, the Devil. Devil, the official podcast. podcast of the First Church of the Morning Star. Again, it's amazing they let us have this platform. Um, <laughs> well... We actually did a pop culture magic themed mass. Which turned out wonderfully. It was one of our most successful masses ever. Yeah, people, people have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um you can find us on Twitter at Speak of the Dev, at Morningstar Congregation on Facebook. Um uh, Morningstar Congregation at gmail dot com is how you Yeah. Uh, email us. We, we have, also have a website, yes. which is firstchurchofthemorningstar.com. So, yeah, if you want to get in touch. There are lots of ways. So many ways. Don't we even have an Instagram now? Yeah, we do. Um, God, let me check what it is. I want to say Church of the Morning Star 666. Yep, it is Church of the Morning Star 666. So, yeah, we have so many delightful options for you to get in touch with us um good night and hail satan hail satan